What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Big One Podcast. We are trucking along this season. As always, Twitter at PodcastBigOne, emails PodcastBigOne at gmail.com. This is your weekly motorsports podcast, and we are in prime time for the NASCAR season. We're, so we're going to be heavy on the playoffs for the Cup Series. We'll be dipping into Xfinity this week, recapping Darlington for both series. Who else we got on the pod this week? It looks like we're continuing with our summer tradition with a two-man crew this week. To man it up, baby. Yeah, B-Boy's here. Uh, new guy wishes he could, sending his best from the grave. Um, that's maybe more morbid than I meant it to be. But A little bit of breaking news for me there. Yeah, yeah, he's not here, but I, I have a feeling he'll be here next week. You feel good about that? Yeah, I believe, man. We're getting through. <laughs> we're through Labor Day weekend here. We're... Ramping up the playoffs, new guy's going to be locked and loaded on these races, and we're going to, I got a good feeling about next week. I think we're going to maybe have three people on Discord recording this bad boy live. Yeah, and uh, and actually doing our Smart and Heart Picks live, which would be dope. Um, cool. Well, I, I, we can just jump right in, but uh, first off, do you have a sponsor for this week? Sponsor, man, good old US of A. Came off that <laughs> holiday weekend, had a really good time in the satellite studio, Mm-hmm. Got out of those chores, and I'm just red, white, and blue all the way this week. Yeah, I can't imagine leaving this country, even just for like a little bit, just to just to maybe go somewhere else. It's just uh, I I can't imagine anyone thinking to do that. It just seems like a really weird choice to me. I I don't get it, man. I'm I I just don't see the appeal. Well, now uh, you know what I had today for for dinner. I had brats in a flaming hot Cheeto mac and cheese. Um, and then I added in some Mexican chilies and if there is a more American meal, I don't want to know what it is. That was, it was delicious. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sounds like a lovely dinner out there on the West coast. (laughs) Uh, cool. All right. Let's jump into some race recaps. Do you want to recap Xfinity? And I got a cup for us. I like that. You said we're trucking in to this weekend and there's like no truck race to cover, but yeah, unfortunately, no truck race at Darlington, but we did get some really good action in the in the Xfinity Series. Stage 1 winner at Darlington, John Hunter Nemechek. Stage 2 winner, John Hunter Nemechek. And your race winner, the veteran coming down and racing in Xfinity, Denny Hamlin. This race was a fun one to watch. I was checking this one out. Lots of spins on the first stage. Darlington is a very, very tough racetrack. Mm-hmm. A lot of drivers will get those racing stripes when they hit that wall, and guys in this first stage were just spins everywhere a lot of a lot of cautions a lot of in and out of green yellow flags for that first stage but overall a lot of these guys just getting eaten alive out there and at that track stage one finish ended up with a caution with three to go so john hunter nemechek was leading this thing going into the end of stage one and we finished in a yellow flag situation middle of this race was a little bit up and down for me it was kind of one of those races where not a ton of action, not a lot of passing, but near the end of this thing, we did have really good racing between Austin Hill and John Hunter Nemechek. The reason that we're talking about a good battle between these guys, two guys for second place is Denny Hamlin was just putting a hurting on this field in, in the third stage. He ended up winning by, it looked like six to seven car lengths. So that's that veteran experience from Denny coming down into the Xfinity stage or Xfinity series and just showing some of these young drivers how it's done. 
Yeah, he's won here a lot of times in the Xfinity Series, and I forget how many times they called it out. But, uh, yeah, he's been down here and has won this a lot. Uh, you know, this is one of those races that I know, like, they don't let the cup guys come down and race in any of the playoff races. But the cutoff race for the Xfinity Series being this week um, and at Darlington, I don't know. It just, to me, doesn't seem like a race that should be won by anyone else. It's their last chance qualifier, you know, kind of thing. I, I kind of wish that he wasn't racing it. But then again, the prestigious weekend, it's kind of cool to be able to race multiple series. Uh, you know, I'm, I maybe I know we're not going to do rapid fire this week, but like curious your thoughts on, on that concept. Not a big fan, especially since it was a cutoff race. I just looked it up. Denny Hamlin, this was his sixth win in the Xfinity Series at Darlington. So he's got quite a few wins there at this track. It's his 18th victory in the Xfinity Series overall. And this is an interesting one. Toyota's wow. 199th win in the Xfinity Series since mm. entering in 2007. So those 18 Xfinity wins, that's a big number for Denny. I didn't know he had that much experience in the Xfinity Series. I wonder how many of those are prior to his cup experience and how many came after. Not that many from prior. He he wasn't in Xfinity that long before he was in cup, so uh, he answered pretty, pretty soon. Um, but yeah, like interesting that six of his 18 wins are from here. It just shows how much he loves this track. And uh, obviously, we're about to cover Cup, and, and, and Denny had a day in Cup as well. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, just a track that he loves. And, and maybe I've, I'll soften my, my, my stance here just because he doesn't race that many Xfinity races. Um, so, you know, Darlington just being one of his favorite tracks, the fact that he gets to come down and race it is cool. But, yeah, cutoff race mm, makes it feel icky. Uh, but congrats uh, to uh, to Denny on a, on a sixth win and Toyota on 199th. Uh, something tells me that we'll get that 200th really soon. I'm sure. I mean, I know over 100 of those are from Kyle Busch. So uh, that's uh, that's just a, a stat line that will probably never be broken. So um, any last comments on this Xfinity race or should we move to Cup? What is the number of races that a Cup driver can do in Xfinity a year? Five. Five, okay. Um, except for if you're in your first – I forget. We. I remember saying this earlier in the season, and I can't figure out if I convinced myself this is what it is or if what it really is, but I think it's two seasons, and so you've run two full seasons in Cobb. So, like, someone like Ty Gibbs and, uh, and even uh, A.J. Allmendinger uh, get to run as many Xfinity races as they want this year and into next year. Um, it might even be three seasons, and like I said, I might have just convinced myself that it was two, but – uh, first couple seasons in Cup, you can run as many Xfinity as you want. Still practice, you know. Get those extra laps on the track. That does make sense for the young guys that they can go. If it's a track you're really uncomfortable at to get some of that additional experience, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just feels a little dirty. And a guy like Denny Agreed. who does drive really well at Darlington every time he's at that track to come down and get a win in a, in a chance yeah, maybe, where someone's maybe... got a chance to get into the playoffs in Xfinity. Not that this would disqualify Denny uh, for what it's worth, but maybe like once you're a cup champion, that, that rule shouldn't apply to you anymore or something, um, or, or definitely shouldn't be allowed to race certain races. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, still feels icky, but um, cool. Uh, well, going into cup on Sunday, uh, obviously a Labor Day Sunday, which you love. Uh, we saw stage one winner Denny Hamlin, stage two winner Denny Hamlin, and guess what? The race winner was Kyle Larson. How about that? 
What a nice, what a nice surprise. Twist of fate there. Um, obviously, here's some notes that I have. Uh, Christopher Bell, another big disaster on pit road, but this time it's with the 54 crew because he had taken Ty Gibbs' crew. Um, all the Joe Gibbs cars actually had bad pit stop issues. Get more into that in a bit. Uh, Bubba spins to end the stage. He's trying to race Joey Logano and get that one extra point. We know how important one extra point can be. Um, Bubba basically comes on the radio afterwards and she goes, look, my fault. I'll get my hat on my ass and I'll start driving here. Um, I would say no harm, no foul, but honestly, Joey was already having a pretty bad race and this really messed him up. Um, you know, good on Joey. I don't think Joe, I didn't see any retribution from Joey in any way about this, but he really, he really had his car kind of messed up from this. Uh, red flag for a power outage. That was weird. Not too many times have we had something like that. Uh, they just could not get the lights on the inside of turn three and four to work. Reminds me of times that we've had like the track coming up. Reminds me of a time that the the sky cam that was on a wire fell and the wire like damaged cars. Um, just one of those weird little outages. Uh, the weirdest part of all on this was that they kept running caution laps instead of just red flagging it immediately. Um, I know I, as soon as I called that out with us, uh, they finally did red flag it, but it was kind of weird that they were just kind of running under caution there just cause it was slightly dark in that corner. Um, but whatever. That was so weird. I was watching with big G and we actually had the sound on silence cause there were two wrestling pay-per-views going on at the same time. One for WWE, oh, nice. one for AEW. So we had a three TV setup going in. We had the race on mute because it was a little bit middle of the race, and all of a sudden we're like, "Haven't they been under caution for like?" For it a while. felt like forever. Like, mm -hmm. so we finally flipped the sound over there, and they're like, "Okay, it's red flag," and we're just like, "What? What the hell is going on?" So I pop on Twitter, it's like, "Oh, something with the lights." The drivers are complaining about not being able to see out of those two turns. So a little bit confusing yeah. when we didn't have the sound on, but it makes sense at the end of the day. Yeah, I, th I found it funny because they they sh they played several of the interviews with the drivers and like were asking them like NASCAR was literally asking them like, hey, it's getting darker. Uh, are you all okay? And because I don't think they wanted to even caution flag it or red flag it um, for obvious reasons, but it was funny because one of the only people to say, yeah, it's getting kind of dark, and he didn't really even say like we can't run it, but was Kyle Larson, and then as the crew chiefs kind of like tuned back into some of the drivers that had been asked that were like, it's okay, let's keep racing. They were like, oh yeah, Larson said it's too dark. And everyone else then keyed back in and was like, Larson races on dirt tracks with like no lights all the time. Like why the fuck does he care? Uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't know that Larson cared that much. Uh, but yeah, it, it was probably the right move, I guess, to, to red flag it, especially since... They, I think when they showed some crews down there trying to work on the stuff, they did have to kind of get on the track to get over to those uh, those generators and those uh, power boxes to be able to get this to work again. But they did get it to work finally. Brief red flag, a nice pit stop during the race. And uh, and then, yeah, we continued on. Uh, Hamlin goes down a lap due to a loose tire, uh, was dominating the race. Yeah, big, big deal there. Uh, obviously, like I teed it up with the stage one and stage two winners, but not the race winner. Pretty, pretty disastrous for a guy that loves Darlington. Um, Harvick was coming down to pit lane when a spin happened. The spin happened because Tyler Reddick 
as he was leading, um, or, or as actually as he just taken over the lead, um, was trying to come to pit lane and trying to make sure that he came whenever Harvick did. So Harvick peels off early into turn three. He goes, I'm committing. Uh, Reddick is already committed to the turn. He's at full speed up in the top of the track and just goes, oh, I got to come. I see him coming. Tries to hit the brakes and basically go full stop halfway through turns three and four and make the hard turn down and cut all the way down the track. And in doing so, Ryan Newman's also racing his race. Um, granted, at least one lap down, maybe multiple at that point. Um, and props to Newman. Newman could have just wiped Reddick the fuck out. And he did not. He hit the brakes really hard, spun himself, but he hit the brakes really hard and didn't knock knock out Reddick uh, in that beautiful baby blue car. Spun himself out, but it ends up costing Harvick the most because the caution comes out when he's a, maybe a mere 15 feet from hitting the pit lane uh, line. So pit lane becomes closed as soon as the caution comes out. He goes down pit lane, and because he went in for service, this is the thing I want to discuss with you, baby G, because he came in for service, he ends up having to go to the tail of the longest line as the penalty under caution and restart at the tail. Um, and Darlington being as uh, tricky to pass as it is, that was the sentencing of his race. Uh, what would you feel about this this pit lane penalty? Just a raw deal for Harvick. He, like you said, committed to get into the pit lane. And in that situation, if that happens, he's there and comes in. Does he... Could he have just done a drive-through, not done service, got back out there, and not had to go to the mm-hmm. back of the line? Yep, he would have been able to come back out where he was and then pit under caution, and it would have been fine. Interesting, yeah. Even if he does that, though, does he does he lose that track position of the time he lost while he's going down pit road, or since it's under yellow, does he just kind of drive through pit road, get out there, then come in again and get a spot back? I'm not sure how that works. Be- yeah, because it's under yellow and because of where he was on the track when the yellow came out, he would have retained his position from the last scoring loop, which is before he got to pit lane, right? So he would have been in pretty good shape had he not pit. So this is what I saw because then obviously these questions, these are all great questions. They were all questions that people had um, on Twitter. And, you know, the the, the great uh, Jeff Gluck and Bob Pockris did well enough to answer them as as correctly as possible, and then, uh, 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 what's his name, Childers uh, jumped in, who's Kevin Harvick's crew chief, to give his explanation. Basically, Childers saw it this way. I'm coming down pit lane. Every position matters. If I pit right now, if I if I actually pit the car, and we got it right, we were 15 feet on the other side of this, let's say, um, we're coming out first with brand new tires. We will restart first. And honestly, we've got a good enough car that we might just win this race. If he, if he, you know, ends up not pitting, he will restart where he, where he was at the last scoring loop, which isn't first. Isn't, I think it would probably would have been maybe like third. And then he would have had to pit. And there were a number of drivers that had already pit. And so like his thoughts there is I'm going to come out like eighth, ninth, maybe somewhere around there have slightly fresher tires than some guys, but really my shot of winning is gone. So the way they saw it was, this is our Hail Mary. This is our moment that we're just going to make this decision. We don't know if we were in or out. We're going to make this decision because we need to win. We want to win, and we want to win every week. Harvick's gone a long, long winless streak here into this season and uh, really wants to get a win here, and that's what uh, Childers saw as their best opportunity to win. So power to them. That's the way I see it. 
bizarre situation all the way around. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him, but that's a good breakdown by you there. I appreciate that for the listeners. Thank you. Um, it's the mac and cheese that's powering me. Um, cool. Uh, next incident, uh, we saw Bowman and Suarez get into it late in this one. Um, basically, Bowman throws what I would say would be a questionable first block, gets uh, gets a, a tag in the rear, which kind of sends him a little sideways. I don't think he tried to maybe make the second block as much as he was trying to save the car. But at that point, Suarez is is has already gotten into him a couple times. Bowman basically kind of moves back up in front of him again, and Suarez just wrecks them both. Um, how did you see this one? How did you break it down? Seemed like Suarez could have backed off a little bit. Suarez had just an absolutely massive run. Looked like he was just going to drive right past Bowman on this one. And my opinion in this one when I saw it live was Bowman comes down for the block. Looks like Suarez tries to counter going high. Bowman counters the counter going high as well. And then Suarez just puts it into him and turns him. So opportunity there, I thought, for Suarez to, okay, he went down, he blocked you, he goes up. Maybe just back down a little bit, get him a lap or two later because he did have the speed and the momentum a couple of times to make that pass. Bowman was just doing everything he could to hold off Suarez for a lap or two before this incident happened. Seems like these guys were uh, getting a little uh, spicy a couple laps before this, and then it just boiled over. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at two guys that have had very frustrating seasons. They have teammates that that are not just in the playoffs, but very big competitors in the playoffs. And, uh, and they couldn't get it done this year. Um, Bowman obviously missing a number of races, having a penalty, and other things that kind of kept him out. And Suarez just honestly just not keeping up with, with uh, Ross Chastain on the competitiveness of, of his side and his team. Um, definitely probably feeling a little bit of heat. I mean, he even had a, a, a ringer come in and win a race in his very first opportunity in similar equipment. So, um, yeah, I think it's just frustration from the season. And we're going to see this through the playoffs. We're going to see non-playoff drivers mix up basically the playoffs um, because of this, because of frustrations, because of just how the season has gone on. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen quite a bit. So, Cool. Uh, last comment here that we have or have written down here is that uh, Reddick had a really strong finish. Um, obviously, again, the fact that Ryan Newman didn't take him out was, was part of the nicety here. Um, but finishes P2, second time finishing P2 in that Carolina Blue, just absolutely gorgeous Jordan car. Um, hate to see it as a big Reddick fan myself, but I have a feeling he'll 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 get one of these wins here somewhere. Love that Carolina Blue car. Some day he's gonna get a win in that thing. I don't know if it's this season. If they bring that car next season back, I'm feeling it, man. That powder blue is gonna be in victory lane, looking pretty sweet. Yeah, I feel good about it too. I, I I just love the Jordan cars in general. I know some people think that they're kind of like boring or lame, but like the more that they keep trying to make them look like the actual sneakers, the more I love them. Um, and and I, I just really hope that they make merchandise off this shit. I would buy it. Um, did you see their pit, like their pit gear, their pit wear, their their pit shirts and stuff? I didn't. Oh. Oh my goodness. I mean, they're 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 basically just the Carolina blue, but with the Jordan logo and everything on it. Oh, I would give my left middle nut uh, to be able to get my hands on one of those. But Well, I will keep an eye out on the white tents at the tracks in the near future for go. any of those powder blue pit crew shirts. For, uh, get those. Uh, appreciate it. 
get those in the get those in the wardrobe there, and we'll be wearing those to the clubs uh, when we meet up at exactly. some of these races in the future. Y'all reach out to me. You could be the proud new owner of my left middle nut. Jeff Gordon uh, Dupont is out. Tower Reddick, Jordan Brand is in. Ooh, yeah. Although I don't know, I'll still wear the Gordon stuff. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, any last comments on this Cup race? Good race, big win for Kyle Larson. Knocks him, puts himself through the next round. Reddick puts himself in a really good points position. A number of other guys do. Um, but uh, any last comments on uh, what was a really good Darlington race? Fun watch on a Labor Day Sunday evening. I was watching with Big G. We were out during uh, the day with Lady G. We were hitting a couple breweries mm-hmm. across the border. Made the trek back to Minnesota. Lady G had to go into work for a gig. And me and Big G just kept the party rolling. Watched some racing. Watched some wrestling. And we had a good time watching this thing. That sounds good. And I know I know you had hit up the fair earlier in that week. And I was very jealous about that. That will be uh, that will be definitely something I come and join for next year. Just so you know. So Beautiful. Love it. Love it. All right, well, let's jump into some storylines. I'll go through the first one here. Denny Hamlin. Ooh, Hamlin. Uh, signs a contract extension with Joe Gibbs Racing. It was definitely something that was on the tip of his tongue for what it was worth. That means 2311 also remains with Toyota on multi-year deals. Any real shocker here to you, or did this just finally come to fruition? Makes sense. There was just a couple of... I'm sure details in these big contracts that had to be ironed out. I didn't see any way that Denny Hamlin walks away from JGR because he's had such a successful career with that team. Cool to see him sign on a multi-year deal. And we will see if this is the final deal in, you know, Hamlin's NASCAR career. I I don't think so. He's getting up there in age, so you never know. But cool mm-hmm. to see multi-years with JGR. Yeah, I see this being the second to last uh deal for um, Denny Hamlin, but I do see the next one probably be him going to twenty three eleven would be my guess. But yeah, I, I think you know no real shocker here. You can't lose Kyle Busch one year and then lose Denny Hamlin the next, and then lose Martin Truex Jr. the next, and just like recover and be okay. Uh, JGR had to, I would say, steady the ship, but honestly, that's kind of what it was, and honestly, retain some good mentors on the team for Ty Gibbs. Let Ty Gibbs learn under these guys for a while. This is. This is having an Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love potential scenario, just to toot your horn a little bit here. Um, you got to keep the the old guy around. He's still winning games. He's still winning races. You got to leave him there until the young guy feels a little bit more comfortable. And then if he decides to go off and, and fuck around on the Jets, you let him do it, and uh, you see what happens. So, um, But one more, one more go around, a couple more years from Denny and – I, I guess we don't know exactly how many years, but my guess is three, because that seems to be always what it is. Next storyline. Uh, other storylines? We got an L2 penalty for Ty Majeski. This is the bleeding of the tires. Little valve stem action. A lot of talk about this one on some other podcasts. The weird one on this one is it will not impact him unless he doesn't make it to the next round. So pretty light penalty from NASCAR on this uh, equipment modification. Yeah, I'm curious because you know NASCAR always the week after will come out with what what like what happened like how did it work like what what would actually made it illegal. I'm really curious that they'll show us this one. But yeah, tire bleeding. Just I I know it's been something in the past. There's been um I think there was someone I want to say it was Austin Dillon once I've got in trouble for like needle pricks to his valve stem. 
Um, but like it, it, people have gotten away with this in very weird ways in the past. Um, but this one obviously was obvious enough to catch. It's got to be a weird, weird body modification of some kind or tire mod modification of some kind. So I'm really curious what that'll look like. We'll report more on that when we have more news. Well, and the last piece of news or storyline that we have for you this week, L Legacy Motor Club has filled out their driver uh, roster for next season and beyond by signing John Hunter Nemechek. Big deal here. We talked about it as soon as Gragson was out. We talked about it knowing that Legacy Motor Club was going to Toyota. And we talked about it more specifically when Martin Truex Jr. decided to re-sign. JHN, John Hunter Nemechek, had to go somewhere had to definitely go to a team that could be somewhat competitive. And guess what? All other Toyota rides were full. This is the fruition of all of the tinfoil hat theories. Gregson out because they wanted to get John Hunter Nemechek in, and they wanted to keep Martin Truex around for another year, and this is what makes sense. Now, is this a short gap stop? Are Eric Jones and, and John Hunter Nemechek competing in the Legacy Motor Club uh, uh, cars next year for a Joe Gibbs ride? Because who else is there going to be coming up? You know, there's not really that much. Uh, Sammy Smith's pretty good, but there's not really that much, like, hot talent. I think you would either pull Jones or John Hunter out of the Legacy Motor Club car and move them over to Joe Gibbs if a seat opens up there. So a lot, a lot to watch next year with that, uh, that transition to Toyota for Legacy Motor Club. Kind of surprising how there aren't really any blue chip prospects in the Xfinity series right now. We almost talk about the truck series more about Hosevar, mm -hmm. Ekes, Heim, Hosevar. those guys yeah. who we, we think, is there going to be a jump for one of those guys straight to the Cup series? I don't think so, but it seems like all the hot young talent is down in the truck series right now. In the Xfinity, you have some guys that are really, really good, but they're just so young and don't have enough experience to handle this full Cup season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Corey Heim is another one, obviously, from the Truck Series that people keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I We get into these little lulls, and it just seems like it's an every-year thing when you have the Briscoes of the world, and the A.J. Allmendingers, and, and obviously A.J. has a weirder story than that. But um, with all these folks that, that do so well, Austin Sindrick, and it's year after year after year that the guys competing for the championship move up. Well, eventually, you run out of rides to, to push people out of, right? You've got a couple Ford rides that have yet to to really figure out exactly what we're going to do with them. Stuart Haas racing in kind of a flux position. RFK definitely somehow making moves with RWR. Um, there's stuff going on, I say, in the Ford world right now. But overall, pretty steady. I think pretty steady silly season, to your point. And a lot of it comes down to, yeah, there's not that many guys that are that, that cup ready. Um, and so, you know, no big, big rides opening up this year, next year, again, a potential Joe Gibbs seat and maybe a Hendrick seat. I don't know where Bowman is on his contract, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. So next year's silly season, we're already talking about it. That's how important it is. So, uh, what's going on in some other series? Uh, what happened in F1? Quick dip into F1. Drum roll, please. Max wins mm. the Italian GP. <laughs> Next race, September 17th, your Singapore Grand Prix. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, uh, Singapore, really exciting race. Uh, I'm sure we'll break it down a little bit more next week with new guys, so I'll kind of leave it there. But it's it's a it's a really cool racetrack. We get rain there fairly frequently. Um, so it might actually be an F1 race that I watch. But 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see. If Max just keeps winning and the races aren't that interesting, then uh, I'm not going to watch. So, um, But you know what I am watching? Some IndyCar. Uh, I was out in Portland for the Portland Grand Prix. So they were all weekend, man. And honestly, it was awesome. Got to see a number of different races. Got to see uh, uh, on Saturday we saw the IndyCar qualifying, which is always fun. Their qualifying events are are spectacles in and of themselves. Got to see from pit lane the the, the uh, driver that ended up winning the pole, be able to celebrate that pole position because that's worth a point and stuff. Um, oh, that's a really good uh, uh, rapid fire question. All right, well I'll save it. Um, but yeah, really fun Saturday. Ended up with the last couple races. So we there's there's the Formula series. When I say Formula, I do mean related to Formula One. But for the United States, there's the Formula Ford series, which is the the kind of like lower league Formula series. Then there's the Formula Mazda series, which are like slightly faster cars. Um, and then there's the IndyCar Next series. That's kind of the one series below IndyCar. And then there's obviously IndyCar. That's kind of the the four four league uh, uh, racing uh, lineup where you go from one league to the next to the next. Well, one thing that was really cool was we got to see the crowning of the Formula Mazda series. Again, the third league. Got to see the crowning of their champion. And I thought this was amazing. They do a scholarship program. If you win um, the, the Formula Mazda series, you get a $640,000 sponsorship to race in the IndyCar Next Series the next year. I don't know all the stipulations around it. I don't know if you get to choose which team you want to go to or how that works, but I think it's amazing. As soon as I heard about it, I thought this was the coolest thing. Why Why doesn't NASCAR have this? That would be amazing. That would be such a great way to give back and allow drivers to really be rewarded and move up um, with some substantial money behind their name. Um, really, really damn cool. Uh, my last comments here is, obviously, an IndyCar race happened on Sunday. An IndyCar Next Series race happened on Sunday as well. But the IndyCar Series, Alex Palou goes out there and honestly dominates. Had a really great race. Some really awesome racing. Portland's such a cool track. And uh, he not only wins the race, he wins a championship. So it was really cool to see a champion be, be crowned uh, in front of me. And um, my last comment, and this, I wish a new guy was here for this so he could know this too, but the winner of that Formula Mazda series that won that scholarship, first African-American driver to win an open-wheel championship, a major open-wheel championship ever. Um, so really, really cool for that guy. Uh, he's a 23-year-old from the uh, Concord or, or North Carolina area. He's actually from Georgia, which, I, which I'm always going to refer to a Georgia driver. And guess where he was discovered? Track House Motorplex, the very racetrack that we went to at Charlotte. He was literally discovered there by an IndyCar driver, um, just running laps. So that's awesome. It can happen to anyone, man. It can happen to anyone. So you're saying we're about to get called up? Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta work on your lap times there, baby G. But I think you and I got a better shot than new guy since he he ran the slowest out of the three of us. So. Very cool. Yeah, we were able to check out some of the, you know, you gave us a little bit of back row action, sending some pictures from the pit lane. That was cool to see up close and personal. Some of the stuff that you were seeing always good when people were at the track, share pictures. Other people can kind of get a back row seat to it as well. Yeah, what a nice, it was just a beautiful day too. 
One last comment on this, because I thought this was interesting too. Less packed for the IndyCar race than it was for the Formula E race here at Portland. Formula E, I was in the same stand, but packed in tight. There were no open spots. And it's small bleacher setup type of thing. We had a little bit more room for the IndyCar race, um, even even though we were in one of the best stands to be sitting in. So, um, hoping you and new guy might be able to come out and join for that. It's a fun weekend and you know Labor Day weekend. But obviously, like I said, I'm committed to coming to Minneapolis for next year too. So, we'll uh, we'll work it out. Let's do a house swap. Um, How does that sound? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you come here and go to that, and I'll just go and uh, eat a bunch of cookies and be sad. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. All right, well, last race of the season is at uh, Laguna Seca um, on September 10th, this upcoming Sunday at 2.30 Eastern. Uh, let's jump into NASCAR. What's going on this weekend? NASCAR, we are heading to one of these primetime mile-and-a-half tracks at Kansas. A lot of racing at Kansas coming up on the schedule here, so we got a, a four-bagger for the slate this week. Arca, Friday night at 6 o'clock Eastern, your Sioux Chief Fast Track 150. We also got Truck on Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, Kansas Lottery 200. Stage breaks, 30, 30, 74. Xfinity on Saturday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, Kansas Lottery bringing the heat with the 300, 45, 45, 110. And Sunday, your main event of the weekend, Cup Series, 3 o'clock Eastern, the Hollywood Casino 400, 80-85-102. I don't know what's up with all these gambling sponsorships in Kansas, <laughs> but holy smokes, this Kansas lottery must be rolling into the dough if they got enough money to sponsor not one, but two NASCAR races for the weekend. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, not much else to do in Kansas, I guess. But uh, the one thing that's really cool, Hollywood Casino has been sponsoring this race for a number of years. That Hollywood Casino is outside the track. It's like part of the track complex. Um, so one of multiple tracks on the NASCAR schedule that actually has a casino right outside of it. Still holding my breath for Atlanta to approve the casino plans that they have for around their track too. Um, but yeah, that's I've seen pictures of it. I know the drivers go to it and gamble and have a good time. It looks great, honestly. Uh, so not that anyone's ever out in Kansas, but if you're out in Kansas um out out here at that racetrack go go check out that that uh hollywood casino it is really really nice um and there's nothing else to do in kansas so go get drunk and gamble away some money um cool some previous winners we have here 2023 we had denny hamlin uh 2022 we had bubble wallace and uh and kurt bush um we're also missing that uh bubble wallace actually won in 2023 um, I think is, is actually what this is meant to say, but, uh, either way, yeah, Bubba's the defending race winner from this weekend going into this weekend at Kansas, uh, in the 45 car. So do you watch out for Reddick or do you watch out for Bubba? I don't know. Either way, 2311, I'm, I'm playing my hand here, but 2311, including the actual 11 have won the last three races here, which is pretty sweet. Um, smart and hard picks time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Let me read through where we're at with our Smart and Heart picks uh, after this week. Um, so let's see. B-Boy had the picks of Tyler Reddick and Ty Gibbs for an average finish of 11.5. Um, new Guy had the picks of Kyle Bush and Daniel Suarez for an average of 22.5. Man, that Suarez wreck really hurt him. 
And then you had uh, Denny Hamlin. Oh, and Bowman. So you both got hurt in this one. Yeah, we both man, got your tagged in that finish. tangle. Un- ugly stuff. Yeah, you're, you're, man, you're finished, though. 29th um, after Denny's uh, troubles as well. You took a hit, but you're still leading. You're still in first. Second place uh, for me and new guy is third. Just so everyone knows, because we knew we weren't going to have a new guy, we actually did our picks already and kind of sh- sent them in. Um, the picks are as follows. We have... B-Boy has Christopher Bell as his, uh, uh, wait, this can't be right. Oh, okay. It's, it's written as eight here, but it's actually three. Okay. My smart pick is, uh, Christopher Bell, the person that's in the playoffs. My driver outside the playoffs is Austin, uh, Dylan. New guy has the picks of Denny Hamlin for his smart pick and Bubba Wallace for his heart pick. And then Baby G has the smart pick of Ross Chastain and the heart pick of Eric Almarola. So we'll see how those go and report back next week. But moving right along here, it's time for Baby G. Tell us about them standings, boy. Going to be a bit of an abbreviated Baby G reads the standings this year. I'm a little embarrassed by fumbling through this so many times this week on filling in for new guy. We're going <laughs> to keep it simple this week. Kyle Larson with that win. He's through to the next round, and we've got two more spots up for grabs in these next two races for drivers to get a win and automatically advance. Other than that, there's good mix of drivers in contention here, so we had a little bit of movement in this first race as far as plus-minus, but nothing that's really worth calling out. Relatively relatively calm yeah, on the tight. playoff movement front, but things I think business is going to pick up quite a bit as you get to uh, race two and race three before that cutoff for the uh, first round of the playoffs. So Kyle Larson, good win, gets him into the next round. He's got time to hit that simulator for some of the round two tracks. Obviously, he's still going to try to have good finishes to keep those playoff points coming. But uh, I think it's going to get real hot real quick as these playoffs continue to go down. We've only had one race at Darlington, awesome action, and we'll continue to see that throughout these playoffs. Yeah, uh, I know how much Kyle Larson really wants to win at Darlington. Hasn't been able to get it done yet. He's going to be a really, really big threat this weekend, regardless of the fact that he already has a win. As you put it, the playoff points that you gain in this round help you out going into the next round. So he's he's still gunning for wins, and he has nothing else to lose besides just going for wins. So watch out for him. And, and yeah, the only person that really had any kind of major movement here is McDowell. Uh, not so great of a finish. He's the only one starting to fade a little bit here. If he has another one of these at Darlington, he's in win-only mode. He's basically in win-only mode kind of anyway, just given his, his kind of long shot here. Bubble Wallace uh, uh, securely into a playoff spot now just based on points. Um, so, you know, some movement that's uh, that's favorable. Um, but overall, yeah, it's really tight. It's really, really tight. Nobody's, nobody's safe. Even Truex, a lot of points here. Not safe. Um, cool. Well, that's been it, man. We, we've hit the end. Do you want to take us out? Absolutely. Twitter, at PodcastBigOne. Emails, PodcastBigOne at gmail.com. Nice quick episode this week. We had a good Labor Day weekend. We saw some good racing, and we're now headed to Kansas, where I think the racing is going to continue to be even better. I'm looking forward to be amazing. packed weekend. Four races, like we said. We're going to be watching a lot of that. This has been Baby G. On the big one and this podcast. this has been B-Boy. Yeah, killing it. Good stuff. Thank you all. Uh, talk to you later.
Now this one is for me. I go in. I see my hot wife. We both get hot drinks and dance hotly together and have a very hot time while all the losers listening to this podcast go dance in the corner and cry. Sucks for you.